And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Space Suplex, uh, episode 38. And we will be talking about NXT's recent takeover event, Brooklyn 4, along with some other things uh, that have come, come to mind. But that's the main topic of this uh, proceeding. And I would like to welcome, as always, Mike. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. You doing great, Mikey? I'm doing great. You like to go and call Mikey? <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> you can stop that right now, sir. Right now? Right now? Right now. Right now. All right. No problem, Mikey. <laughs> oh, is I supposed to stop that? <laughs> I think so. All right. Did you did you say that? I forgot already. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I'm saying it. Oh, I said oh, it. Oh, oh, did you? That's right. All right. Well, uh, something that I mentioned or didn't mention last time that I want to just quickly touch on real quick. Uh, it's uh, it's politics, guys. I'm so sorry. Not not really. Um, so it just occurred to me, I'd seen this post from uh, postwrestling.com. This is way back on uh, July 25th. And it showed how much stock and how many shares... Of specific people within the WWE sold, and how much money they uh, decided they made off of it, and holy shit, holy shit! Even the low end is ridiculous to commoners like me, but the high end is ridiculous and puts to shame the low end. So we'll start with the low end. Um, I'm gonna butcher some of these dumb fucking names. These people, I don't care. In fact, I'm just going to just probably just not even say their names, just say their positions. Mark, uh, the first name, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Senior Vice President and Controller. I don't even know what the fuck any of that is because it doesn't say... Like, Senior Vice President doesn't tell me anything about your position. It just tells me that's your position. Congratulations. Um, I'm not going to worry about the amount of shares because I don't mean anything to my non-stock-minded brain. But I will mention the amount they made selling these stocks. The uh, amount this guy made was $407,385. He is extremely low compared to the rest. Um, another of this, uh, Michael Luis, I guess is how you say it, uh, president of WB Studios. That's a little more information about his position, but not really. At least he's what a president of. The other guy didn't say anything. Um, he may he sold a stock for to the tune of one point three seven four million dollars. That's still low end. Paul Levesque, aka y'all know him as the game Triple H. Now he's apparently the money. Um, or is that still Shane McMahon? I have no idea. Um. I don't need to say what his position is. You all know it. Uh, he sold his stock to the tune of 1.4... Yeah, 1.432 million dollars. His wife, Stephanie, uh, sold her common stock for slightly more at 1.44 million dollars. And then we get into the ridiculous obscenely wealthy people as if those weren't already wealthy people. 
But let's just put it this way. They put them to shame. George Barrios, co-president of WB, sold stock amounting to the amount of $9.988 million. Yes. Yes. Uh, tax the rich? Mm, I don't know. Comes to mind. It gets worse. The other co-president, Michelle Wilson. The amount, $10.04 million. And I ain't done. Kevin Dunn, the longtime executive producer, apparently is also chief of global production, television production, whatever that is. Um, he sold for just over $10 million. I know the other guy did that too, but he got an extra 193000 on top of that. So $10.19 million. What do you think, Mike? We should tax these motherfuckers? Uh, to the hilt, I'd say. Yeah, because I guarantee you, because well, I know, I, well, I don't, don't know specifics of numbers, I do know that that money that that motherfucking Kevin Dunn just fucking got was taxed less than anybody making minimum wage. So if you think that that's not a problem of him making way more than you in one fell swoop and not getting text nearly as much as your paycheck does in your little meaningless Walmart job, well, then you clearly are always voting against your own interests. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you're fucking stupid. Yes. And this, these are people... This is this is uh I, th I think I said this in the last episode. This is this is exactly the point of why when you see this shit, they don't give a fuck about what. Oh, you go on your podcast, and I know we do it too, <laughs> and talk about how you didn't book this right. You didn't. That was a bad show. They don't give a shit. Cause what do they got, Mike? What kind of money do they got, Mike? It's called fuck you money. That's right. They make so much money, they can literally afford to say, fuck you. That's the same thing that all big companies do, including in video games like Electronic Arts, Activision, Warner Brothers, uh, Ubisoft. It doesn't matter. If they're huge, they probably have enough money and they probably have made many decisions to say, fuck you, because they can literally afford to piss you off because they don't give a shit. Yep. This is why anytime you, there's also something I said last time where probably, which was that it doesn't matter. Oh, I, they should listen to me because I spend money in the WWE network or I buy this DVD or that Blu-ray or this t-shirt. That's nothing compared to what they just made on their fucking stock. Even yeah. Mr. Low end Mark here at $407,000 in one fell swoop is way more than your $26 on a t-shirt. <laughs> Which doesn't, of course, take into account how much it may took to make that shirt. So you have to take way that less. Well, I mean, yeah, it didn't take much to make it, I'm sure, but they still are making less than what they paid. So it's lower than that. So <laughs> they don't give a fuck, especially right. in this era with these recent, uh, you know, all these stupid 
I don't know how the fuck they convinced anyone to give them these insanely stupid TV deals. Right. But, but that's literally like the fuck. That's literally the fuck you deal right there for the audience. It's like it's like they're literally making so pretty much almost all their money now off of not pleasing their fans to the point where they don't have to. Yeah, that's why so they, they don't. Yeah, they they decide that they don't they want to make obscene amounts of money and they don't need you to do it because they're not going to be able to make it off of you. And so they go to places like Wall they go to, they go to the stock market and take their stock and buy it back and all that shit. And they also do what we railed on them for the last couple episodes, which is that they they take propaganda money from a terrorist state like Saudi Arabia to do all their building. Yep. That happened. And y'all know that, so. But uh, one more quick thing I just thought of that I just figured I'd mention, because they're trying to push that now. And I, I'd seen it within the last, like, two months or something, but they only pushed it really one time, and I kind of forgot about it. But they're doing the, another big show, and it's in Australia, I think it is. But you know you're not going to hear anything about how beautiful Australia is in their marketing. Nope. You won't. Oh, the beautiful kingdom of... Oh, that's right. It's not a kingdom. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to hear anything that's about how beautiful it is. Yeah. They're not they're gonna, not... And they're not going to take a, a time out of their uh, event in the middle of it in order to uh, do a propaganda package, video package for them like they did with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need propaganda if you're actually living the truth that you're spouting, but you don't, so you have to propaganda it. Um, but no, they're they're promoting this uh, Triple H Undertaker matches the last time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's how many times has the Undertaker re- retired recently in the last couple of years? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't believe that for a fucking second. Uh, and not only that, I want the Undertaker to go away just because for his own health and shit. You know, dude, hey, 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 Mark, I'm looking out for you, dude. Just looking out for you. Just go away. <laughs> You're boring I mean, and terrible he, now. Just get well, out of here. Well, the thing is, is it's pretty hypocritical, I mean, to the to the extent where they had this thing leading up to his uh, WrestleMania match where he lost to, to Roman Reigns. So it was his second loss. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to keep coming back because it'll make a parody out of my character. I'm like, well, then the very next year, apparently you made a parody of your character. What the hell was that? So, yeah, I just wish he'd, people would stop saying stupid shit like that. And actually just like, hey, you got to go away just because you look like a fool now. <laughs> after saying that. <laughs> so, I would, I would, I would feel like a fool. Apparently I'm the only one that just lives by what I say. But, I would, let's put it this way. If you want to come back, then don't say shit like that. Just don't. Don't do that. That's stupid. It sounds really dumb. Um, I think he should have gone away after Brock, after his first loss to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. But, you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> like, but I don't think he said it back then, though. But I know he said it at least twice that he's like, yeah, I should totally hang it up. I'm like, but I'm not going to. Anyways, it's all ragging on that shit. Um, so we'll talk about exciting things now. Things that actually are exciting. And good. And and pretty damn fucking awesome. Like, 
as we mentioned recently, and also in our past episodes, how yeah, we're just not gonna even bother with the main main the what's the word I'm looking for? Main roster. Thank you. Yes, the main roster stuff. Just, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to avoid it completely, but for the most part, it's just I'm not gonna bother with it because I once in a while I'll dip into a, a clipper here and there just to see what is going on with something. But it's it's rare because I just given up. I just I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want to watch shit because well, like we said, they got fucking money. So I don't want to watch a show where they don't the people make it don't even care about it. So you know, that's that. Yeah, exactly. So take okay. us into this, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about now NXT Takeover Brooklyn Four. As always, something you should be watching if you like wrestling. And if you didn't like wrestling, why are you watching it? Why are you listening to us? Anyway, so um, it's always good and consistently <laughs> high quality. So, hey, you know, you can't, can't hate that. Uh, but uh, Brooklyn 4 uh, started out with the first match. It's the NXT Tag Team Championship match with the Cool heels, the undisputed era. <laughs> Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong defending against Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Mustache, Mustache. <laughs> and uh, there was some uh, just another fantastic match between these guys. Yep. I mean, they just can't stop. It's on a pop lock and in that tag division, man. I'm telling you. Like yeah, even, it's, in the last couple of times, it's pretty much just been two teams. But yeah, 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 yeah. But when it's, when it's so good, you're like who cares? Uh, fucking great. So uh, <laughs> even when Orny Larkin and, and uh, Danny Birch were had to step up to the plate, you know, for a, a pay per view, they fucking they brought that shit. So yep, and they're not used to having to do that because they're typically just uh, TV guys, you know, but. In the in in the past, but uh, they uh, they really did bring that one and this one as well. Uh, if that's your low end teams, man, you got it on. I know, that's what I'm saying, right. man. Um, <laughs> that's why it's so good. And uh, there was some really good, it's really good uh, uh, stuff going on here with like they referenced the the towel uh, throwing yep. in uh, moment from uh, when they lost the uh, titles back to undisputed era on the on the television taping and that i don't think this is quite as good as that match but uh that shit was way too good for it was so good that ma- that, that tv match was so good it did des- it deserved to be on a pay-per-view and it wasn't that's just fucking ridiculous um <laughs> you can't have everything on the pay-per-view i know and i'm glad that we have some real fucking classics on uh weekly shows sometimes you know it really helps to to bring that show up uh, a few notches when that happens, it's great. Yep. Um, and always a surprise because I don't usually expect that. And uh, this one, uh, yeah, they referenced the the towel submission, uh, throwing it in moments, but he just threw it into the Trent Seven threw it into the crowd. It was actually you know the opposite last time where the Tyler Bate was the one that threw in the towel. So they reversed the roles of who was getting getting manhandled and the other one, you know, and the one that getting was going to stretched. Yeah. Getting stretched. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. And it was just a lot Feeling of good... the pain. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell they were doing it right away before the towel, the towel spot because because uh, they were just like taking. I noticed right away because it's like they were taking Tyler Bate to the fucking back to woodshed to stretch him out this time, and I was like, oh, the rules reverse. And I was like, that's pretty fun. So, I don't know why I didn't notice, but it wasn't until he got down to get the towel, and I was just right. like, why are you getting down? What is he doing? <laughs> what is he going over there to get? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, I get it. Because his friends over there get stretched for extended periods, like he was. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, essentially, it is basically a, a Kyle and Roddick Strong when they do their finisher is effectively total elimination. Uh, yep. You know, from the uh, the eliminators from ECW, and this particular one on this night looked especially good. <laughs> And I like the whole thing leading up to it, where uh, it was um, Taylor Bate was Taylor Bate was doing trying, that. What's yeah, that? Yeah, Taylor Bate. Taylor Bate was doing, trying to go off the ropes with his unique little stupid thing, where he's like arrows himself. Yeah, that was ropes. a great counter to that. And he and then Roderick Strong and Just clocks him, clocks him in with the knee to the face, and yeah. then and then he fights back a little. Uh, Roderick Strong gets fought back a little bit into the ropes, and then. But but then uh, he gets outed out of the ring, and then Trent Seven's in there, and uh, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets him, you know, uh, knee, like kneecaps him, so he's on his knees, and then yeah. and then that's when Roderick Strong uh, notices the situation and gets up out of his stupor from the ropes, and then just hit that total elimination for the win. So good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely my match of the night. I'm just gonna say it right now. It really was. All right. Say it right now. It really was my match. Uh, I didn't. I didn't pick this one, but uh, the, the, it's just, when it's hard to pick, you know, you're gonna have different opinions. So. Oh, well, that's the best kind. I mean. Yeah. When it's hard to pick, that means your card is top to bottom the best. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's just. God damn! What was I doing in my life before this show? Yeah. I told you, man. I told you so long. I said, dude, it's a small commitment to watch. And it's fucking yeah. quality. There's it's so no small. reason not to watch. <laughs> it's so small. When I come home from in the morning from work, I I get I, I put on the show for breakfast and I just watch it all the way through and then I, then I go to bed. <laughs> it's perfect, right? It yeah, it actually is. It's yeah. perfect. It's one I don't need any more than one hour a week and yeah. And five pay per views a year. Yeah, that's it. The next that's one's right. not even for like the next one's not until November now. Yeah. It's the last one they do a year, and it's uh, it's just under war three games. Months. It's just yeah, war games. It's just under three Arr. months away. It's just under three months away. That's actually the longest Arr. you have to wait for between them. Is actually this almost three month period, uh-huh. but uh, most of the time it's two months before you have another one. It's the perfect amount of time. Yeah, they have a lot like of time. They don't need one every month. Yeah, they have a good they amount can do of time, it, but they, they, I don't think they should. So. No, I don't think so either. Especially with the limited time they have to work with on their weekly show, they really yeah. can't. And, but it's good because it also gives them time to let let shit breathe, let shit fucking develop for the pay per view. It's and much better when you, when you practice your breathing. It really helps your circulation. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't can't say enough about that. You know. No, I can't. Not gonna order. Gotta take care of yourself. You gotta be like self care Steve Austin. You know. <laughs> self care Steve Austin. <laughs> Remind me where that's from again, because I remember that from somewhere. Oh, I'll, I'll bring it up. Yeah, 
All right, while you do that, I will go into uh, the second match on the card. Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Hit it. Uh, and he did. Uh, he got his first win in a long time from uh, defeating EC3. Ethan Carter III, in case y'all think that it doesn't mean anything. But he can't say it because, you know, Impact Wrestling and all that shit. Anyways, um, so, so Velveteen Dream, of course, everyone's going to talk about his outfit. He came out and kind of basic stuff, but it was more, it was just basic pants with just airbrush shit on it, but mostly words. There was hashtag Dream Over on it. I probably expect to see that. Um, there was Notorious Dream on one side because they're in Brooklyn <laughs> and all that shit. I actually don't understand the whole Notorious B.I.G. thing with Brooklyn and shit, but whatever. You want to... He might actually be from wanna, there. He probably is. I, I'm sorry, everybody. Am I, am I offending rap people because I don't know this shit? Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, he was born in New York City. Okay. So maybe in that, maybe it's from the borough. I don't know that section. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, I like it. From the area. Right. He's from the area. All right. That's good. Um, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. You know, shit. Uh, he also had a, a crown on. Probably yep, also... he was born in Brooklyn. Okay. There you born go. in Brooklyn. Born and raised. Born and raised. Probably spent most of his days. I yeah, know. I think so. Anyways, um, I'm sure we're not the first to say that reference. <laughs> Uh, how sad are we? Anyways, uh, so it was, uh, and then the big thing was on his ass. He like wiggled it to let everyone see it. He like mm, little Taylor ass. Luke says, "Call me up, Vince." <laughs> uh, let's put it this way: your uh, the interest in your character would be over. Speaking of dream over, uh, if you uh, went up to uh, got called up, so you probably don't want that, but it pays better. So I guess you basically you're trading in creative freedom for pay that's the long and short of it so so i guess i can't blame you if you want the pay but you're not gonna be an interesting character they're gonna probably do a bobby rude and you know because bobby rude apparently i don't know i wasn't watching at the time but when he was called up everything interesting was stripped of him and we've gone over this already and our disappointment of that shit where he just is now he's hell where has he been lately uh, I say that as if I'm watching, um, but <laughs> but uh, you know he was stripped down to just being just saying glorious all the time and uh, doing that pose he does. That's it. That's, that's because Vince, that's because well, they have fuck you money and that's all Vince wants to see. So. That's the funny thing you say that, but it, it's true because because uh, when you take away his heel shtick, he yeah. literally had nothing else. Right, and that's the thing. That's what made it good in NXT when he was a heel because. It wasn't just doing that, because when he was a heel and doing that, doing the glorious thing, it came off as this arrogant asshole, and yeah. he backed it up by with his talk and his ring ring action, and he was able to be a, a jerk, you know, right to his opponents. And I actually liked the Roderick Strong program that they did at the time. I thought that was really right. great, because mm-hmm. that's when Roderick Strong was a face, and he was doing his whole, you know angle with him and, and his and Roderick Strunk's family was actually involved like oh, his geez. wife his wife wow. was a, a little bit it wasn't like big but you know he was like uh what was it like Rod, Bobby Roode is going after like talking shit about his family and like just like he was a real douche about it. <laughs> it was actually pretty good yeah. yeah so anyways um 
So, so uh, I don't remember much of the match because I feel like this is definitely the least exciting match of the of all night. But it was the weakest, guess, yeah. But it was, uh, but it went down exactly as I predicted. I was like, Dream kind of needs the win more than EC3 here. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I'm getting, a little, and I've already mentioned this to you, but I have to say it again for everyone listening and the three people listening. <laughs> that uh, I don't care for EC3 that much. Like, I'm kind of tired of his of, of his of his interest theme. Uh, he's it come, he's just I guess it's my the the my head in politics and shit. But when I think of the one percent, I think of rich people that don't give a fuck about people. As we just mentioned at the top of the show, a whole bunch of rich people don't care about anyone else. Uh, so to me, that's not a that's not a that's not a guy to cheer for. So I'm just not interested in that shit. And on top of that, this this the whole hand gesture and him doing the across his chest the three and that looks dumb. I don't know. <laughs> it I'm not, like I'm not really down on it like you are. I, I know you're not, but I don't know why you're not. But you got to get on board, man. You I, get on no, no, I'm not going train. to. I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't. it's stupid. It looks so dumb. He's not I, the I most compelling too... guy on the roster, but he's, he he's, but, he's, uh, seems like he's forcing it. I don't know. I I think he's fairly effective, actually. But right. I think I think you'd do better. I just you opinions know. will be like assholes, I guess, right? Yeah, as they yeah. Say. I got him. You got him. Everyone's got him. So, <laughs> but no, as far as my my thoughts on the Dream EC3 match, I you know as usual, I'm loving all the always love the uh, the new things that Velveteen Dream comes out with his wardrobe when for the special. Of course, occasions. I have no problem with him. So so great, so great to see that every time. I always actually anticipate him on these takeovers with what's he going to come out with wearing that. so many people do though i know because he's made it a thing yes that's part of his character most people are like you got to have a, uh, the same look all the time because that, that that defines your character but for it him does, yeah. his definition is the exact opposite that he just my wardrobe is fabulous and i always change it you know it definitely is fabulous. <laughs> F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I think I was. I think I don't think there's a bad match at all. It's just a very, it's a very solid match. It's a, yes. You know they didn't do a bad of job. It was right? great. So it, it, it was, was, it was wonderful. But it was just, it would be the match of the show if it was on SummerSlam, but we didn't have that. <laughs> Damn. And that's saying something about SummerSlam and how. Probably crap that whole thing was, but hey, I didn't watch this. I don't know, but it probably was. It, it guaranteed it was it would disappoint me. It guaranteed the results disappointed me when I looked at them. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? I shit will say, I will say this. Shit? I I was surprised that the finish came in this match when he did his elbow on the apron. I was like, nah, he ain't gonna do it on the apron. I was like, so sure he's gonna miss or he was gonna, you know, he's gonna EC3s and get out of the way right. or something like that. No, he actually hit it and it ended. Yeah. I was like, that was a very surprising. Hit it. Um, I mean, That's it's right. in the theme song, so of course you can I know, hit it. I know, hit of it. course. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, I got a very important question for you before the next match we talk about. Well, before I we get to what you want to get to, before we get to the next match, I'm going to get to this. Um, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad he won uh, because he needed it. And now... I'm not one of those people that's like, oh God, I like Dream so much, and I do, I love him so much, uh, that he's <laughs> he needs a title. No, 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 dude, everybody does not need a fucking title, okay? I'm trying to think of a guy back in like the Hogan era 
who never got a title, which was a lot of them. Like, did Jake ever get a title? No. Jake the Roberts never got a title. He never did? Never once. Wow. And he was over like a motherfucker. So, to me, now I don't completely agree with, like, I don't think this is a hard and fast rule of a, you have to, this is a strict thing. But for the majority of the time, if you're over like a motherfucker like uh, Velveteen Dream is, he doesn't need to get a title. Now, I'm not saying never give him one. If it works for the story, then that's fine. But he's over like so much that there's no reason that to just shoehorn him into the title picture of anything. He just doesn't need that. Like I don't even mind him. He he even loses enough that he could credibly challenge and just lose, and he'd still be over because dream over. Anyways, you were saying before we go on next match. Well, I just want to ask you a question real quick. Okay, go ahead. If you want to see self-care Steve Austin drink eight cups of water and go to the bed, go to bed at a reasonable hour, then give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, self-care Steve Austin. That's, that's great. <laughs> so our next match. <laughs> I can't. Oh, fuck. Go ahead. The next one. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Every time you try to move on, I'm like, ah, stop catching the bosses. Okay, go ahead. NXT North American Championship match. Adam Cole defending against Ricochet. And Ricochet becomes your second ever North American champion. Oh, scintillating. It was very, very good match. Like, I'm not as high on either of these guys as a lot of people are. But this match did it for me, man. I'm glad it to hear it. For it. Me. I'm glad to hear I'm, it, I'm I'm did it for me, man. Welcome to I'm... the flippy shit era, Matt. <laughs> Welcome to loving it. Welcome to the anti-cornet era. Um, That's right. The best era. The best era. The not boring and slow-paced era. Um, <laughs> the thing is, like, as you know, okay, I, I've said this about Adam Cole to you. I'm gonna say it here, and I, and just so everyone knows, I'd probably do repeat myself a lot. I got a guarantee I do because I fucking just think it's worth repeating. On top of that, I don't always remember what the fuck I said on episode ten or something, or even last one. So, <laughs> uh, but at least I'm consistent. But anyways, Adam Cole, I'm not a fan of the quote unquote cool heel because if you like the guy then he's not really a heel. He's not, like, playing his role right. I know you disagree with me, and go ahead, disagree with me right now. Go go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I disagree. I, I think uh, having the cool heels and extra... <laughs> it's an extra you know what, I gotta say, you got, you're got you a bit of a heel to be because you're the way you say that word. He's like, cool <laughs> heel, and I'm like, okay, hey, he does that. I love it. It's, doing it. it's great. It's fun. It's fun. Anyways, go ahead. So, uh, I like cool heels. I think they're fun. <laughs> See, I want to punch see, you right now. But I anyway. understand what you're saying, but to me, it doesn't got to be black or white. You can have shades of gray. You can have different. No, I agree, but I don't gr- think this is that. What do you mean you don't think it's this? this okay, that? what like else a, is it? Like for instance, like um, probably not the best example, but it's the best. It's the quickest example I've got. Um, back in '99, Triple H and China being together, being heel motherfuckers, right? But then she was kind of like, oh, you think I'm not great, but like she never like went total face. But when she was like, 
she like did that one thing where she's like, try me triple H, um, that whole segment. Um, that was her kind of getting the lady balls going on, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I like that shit. Like she never really turned face there completely at that point, but she still sided with him after she was done doing her little standing for herself. But, you know, because he was, like, demeaning her, like, come on, you're just like a woman and shit. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. But, so it made <laughs> sense, you know. But she, you know, I think that's a better example of what I'm talking about than what, than, than you trying to claim that Cole's a good heel. It's like, it's, it's not the uh, same thing. It's a different. It sure ain't. It's, <laughs> we agree with that. Point. I agree. But that's I the agree point. That. It's it's a different <laughs> kind of character. It's not. You have different archetypes. You don't gotta have just two. You can have three. You can have four. I think there's four actually in wrestling. Oh, I next think... thing you'll tell me there's more than two sexes, right? <laughs> Shut up. You don't. This ain't about that. Anyway. I know. I'm fucking with you. No, you can have you can have your just like you can you can have a cool heel. You can have a you can also have the the um, kind of baby face that you know is kind of got a more of an edge to him but you can also have the pure-hearted baby face that's a little different too it's 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 gradations it's fun nxt has examples of all four and it's fun it's good it's good fun matt you understand good fun i guess all right fine have your adam cole baby i do i always have it and uh, speaking of this match <laughs> my favorite, my favorite sequence of spots, and you know what it is, was when uh, Adam Cole uh, kicked the head off of uh, Ricochet mid mid moonsault. Yep. And then he went right, and then he, and I love how when he was running over back over him, scrambled back over him to then hit like a neck breaker, brain buster kind of thing. Yeah, he like on oh no, his knee or whatever. He, he in, while he's running back over there, he's got these flailing his arms to get over there. It was so great. <laughs> For I can get over real fast. It was fucking great, man. That was such a good spot. And then he got he got more awesome uh, anti cornet moves like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> like Ricochet's uh, uh, moonsault. Uh, that where he twists, twisted uh, his his body out when he went outside of mm-hmm. the ring onto Cole. So definitely an anti uh, anti cornet spot right there. That dude would fucking have a flip his shit if he saw that. <laughs> it's not realistic enough. Uh, have you noticed wrestling's not realistic? We talking about <laughs> back in my day. It looked like a real fight. Wait, you think this always looks like a real fight? Yeah! Man, you're stupid. Frosty <laughs> <laughs> don't look like a real fight. Never has, never will. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody hasn't seen a real fight. <laughs> yeah, right. Because in a real fight, you sit there and just uh, take punches that are coming, that you see coming. These, these really <laughs> easy to take punches that don't knock you out almost instantly. Right. You know, very simple stuff, obviously. Yeah, in a real fight, you wouldn't be taking like, you wouldn't be taking like fifty punches. You'd be taking like ten if you're lucky. Uh, and if you're like, if I was in a real fight, 
I'm going to finish it quick, dude. I'm not sitting there having a performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. <laughs> Real fighting like, is when you. What are you talking about, Matt? Real fighting is when you uh, you punch lightly a couple dozen times and play to the crowd afterward. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's good. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm always on the street going off top ropes and giving people elbow drops. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Real fighting. <laughs> that non-existent top rope. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I whip people oh, off the ropes every day in the street. Real fighting. Yep. You don't know what like, the streets are like. You come out with me and find out one day. <laughs> yeah, your streets are really weird, man. They got... Rings wrestling, ring ropes everywhere with top rope turnbuckles and shit. That's right. That's some weird construction streets. Like, how do you drive on those streets? I don't know, but uh, we managed somehow. It's very, right. very complicated. Do they have automatic uh, pull apart the ring ropes to get cars through and shit? Hey, why not? You got got to have those uh, quick disconnects, you know, so you can make things. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the ring ropes never just they just. They don't rise out until you need them for a fight. Yeah, I think that's I think that's, that's, that's it. whatever you want, man. I don't care. Because it's all real. <laughs> that's how the real world works. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, so that was really good. Um, and I also thought that Ricochet should win, and he did, and it was the best. Now, what's the cool heel going to do? Oh, my gosh. Is he going to get berated by his now his still tag champion uh, friends in his group? Only time will tell. Probably not, well, but you know. He should uh he should have a more of an edge to him than the than this lovable I'm gonna say boom to my music. I <laughs> don't worry, dude. Don't worry, dude. You'll like it. You 'cause you, you, you it's it's a it's a it's a harder edge of Adam Cole that you didn't know you needed, but you didn't know you wanted, but you will. You'll like it. I'm don't not worry. saying I'll hate it. All right. I probably would like it. I'm just getting the idea in your head that, you know, you can have Different shades of gray, and it's all fun. I didn't have a problem with that. Okay, well there we go. What are we cool? What, what's all the fighting about then, Matt? I don't know. You ask, ask these wrestlers; they're fighting all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially these next two, uh, Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, a Spades losing it to the Pirate Princess. That's right. We got that a finish got a was new... whack. I mean, that sounded like I meant it was bad. No, actually, it was a very surprising win. I didn't expect that shit. I expected her to win, but man, they 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 went to the point of where I was like doubting myself. I was like, did I call this right? You damn right, I did. She, she had two <laughs> of her finishers, and she still still got kicked out of. Yep. It definitely definitely leaves doubt in your mind. And I actually kind of I actually really liked the finish because because it wasn't unexpected. Uh, a roll up out of a, out of one of out of Shayna doing a submission at the same time, and yeah. she got pinned. And it was, it was not. And I liked it. A lot of times, sometimes roll ups don't work for me in pins because they're just kind of like done, uh, not in tense situations that uh, are is believable. You know, it's like separated and kind of like like, slow. It's, right. But, it's, but here it, it was like within this uh, offensive. Uh, menagerie of just like a bunch of spots and things that you think it's going to end and then it and then she gets that on after all that and then a roll-up happens and you don't expect it it's pretty yeah good. someone uh 
uh, reminisced it was similar because it pretty much was the same type of finish. Uh, it was done slightly differently, but the same type of finish as when Bret Hart did a similar thing at WrestleMania 8 against Roddy Piper to win the IC title. Mm-hmm. And that's, I love that finish. So I love that finish in that match. And so it goes to show that not only did I love this finish, and it was the best one of the night, I couldn't help it, but it might not have been the most exciting overall match. That was definitely Ricochet, Adam Cole, and, you know, and matches like that in a tag team match. But I couldn't look past that that finish. I had to give it to my match of the night. Hey, yeah, there you go. So, there you go. Yeah, it was, it was excellent. And uh, Kyrie Sane was doing her storytelling of, like, you don't think I have a killer instinct, and she showed it. It yeah, actually was pretty noticeable. I, she didn't. She didn't do it. She was more vicious in this match uh, than she usually is. So, yeah, it worked pretty well. Yep. She's all like, ah. Well, she already did that anyway. That that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that's that's just kind of part of it. She already would do that anyway. But I feel like it was just a general attitude difference in her face and and the way she would. Just do her more mundane strikes and stuff like that, you know, that she didn't doesn't normally uh, show. So, kind of a subtle thing, I think, a little bit. Sometimes subtle is all you need. Yeah, yeah. All right, then we uh, go to the main event. Uh, originally a three-way, including Alistair Black, but then Alistair Black had a injury, so they had to create a issue of who knocked him out. I'm still going with five star Lars. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure they won't go there, but I just when you look at that f- footage where they point out literally everybody, like it's so many people, it's not believable that it could be that many people. But there are a few nuggets like Lars just being way off in the background and he's walking away, and you they point him out. And I'm like that makes the most sense right there. I mean, sure, Gargano also makes sense, and Champa, I guess, sort of makes sense, but it, those are too obvious to me. And I and I kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, Lars being like, dude, uh, I, I wreck people, and uh, this is how I do it. <laughs> yeah, it so, also can be a pretense to get a to get another to, guy in the main event. You know, so well. If they, if they want to do that, if they want to continue with uh, putting uh, Black in that, in with the other two, then yeah, I could see that they could potentially. It also could set up a. It also could set up um, a separate feud for Black. Uh, that's not connect, not quite connected to the main event, but but it could be it actually could be like a four way, you know, uh, next yeah. time on the next pay per view, maybe you never know. I I'd be all for that. I think that'd be great. So, yeah, because here's what I don't want another one of. I don't really want another one on one with Champion Gargano right now, even in three months. I think that's or just under three months. I think it's a it's a little too little too much of that this year. Uh, I that's why I was kind of like this particular match, uh, this time the third one here. I was definitely the least favorite of mine, and I'm not even including the uh, uh, the ending. You know, the finish that definitely was the not the greatest finish. So, yeah, I, I so didn't I, care for that either. Um, well, it wasn't as bad. It just they it looked like they had an ending that would have been better earlier in the match that they didn't do. 
yeah they did go with which was where like this again again Tommaso Ciampa just just being the type of heel that just goes that extra step that you wouldn't expect despite the fact you're like oh I know it's a work but I but fuck that guy yeah and so he just does it so well so consistent and to the point where in this in this finish that I this this what I thought was hoping would be the finish and it wasn't which is why it was disappointing a little bit um, I still like the finish to a degree, but it makes it makes Gargano look like an idiot. You know, makes it yeah. look like oh. But well, regardless, I mean, they're definitely continuing the feud in some fashion. Maybe with, right. like I said, other people involved because that was not a because that that was a finish where you know Gargano Gargano beat himself <laughs> at yeah. the end. So they, that's definitely a way to continue. You're gonna have to. If they don't, I'll be like, what? So I assume they will. Uh, yeah, but I liked the uh, the thing the time earlier in the match when you said that it should have ended, which was Gargano getting uh, speared through the f- barricade, and then he piles a bunch of shit on top of him, including other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knocked out this one dude, <laughs> and once he did that part, he started throwing shit on him. He threw that guy in there with him just as more dead weight. Yeah. It was so funny. funny. It was so funny, but it was so yeah. great. And yeah, just not answering a 10 count right there would have been perfect. Yeah, even if he got to the point where, because you saw at the end where he was, the guy kind of rolled off, and then he got a bunch of chairs off of him, but then there was that part of the barricade that it looked like he was going to struggle with. He didn't struggle with it long enough because he still got out. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that would have kind of been how it was, where like, like they count ten and then he gets it off him, and then that would have been much better ending, I thought. Yeah, but it also would have been a a much more definitive. Champa beat him loss where that's true too and that, yeah. that's like obviously i think they would have done that if that's what their plans were but they, clearly their plans are to continue the feud so yeah that's how that goes um it's still a really good match it's not it's my least favorite of the three they've done uh i still think the first is the best and the second one's the second best but they're all really good so you know would that make the third one the third best well, the, by default, yes. By definition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thanks for confirming that. <laughs> no problem, Matt. I do I do the things that make the most sense. Cool. I like that. Um, I was going to mention maybe something about Summer Sign, but I'm just like, nah, let's not. What's there to talk about? We didn't watch it. Well, that and... We could just go like, does it make sense for the outcome? But honestly, it doesn't matter because we. How would we know? It. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Once again, we didn't watch, and we're not currently watching that stuff, so it doesn't matter. And I'm and I'm and I'm happier for it, so whatever. Yeah, it's nice, nice ignore ignore ignoring the worst aspects. I I have limited time to watch this shit. I ain't gonna watch shit, so. That's right. So. Watch That's Easy Breezy works. NXT and always have a good time. Easy Breezy NXT. <laughs> it is pretty easy and breezy. But it's also very enjoyable. Um, it certainly is. Yeah, I just... It's amazing. Like, it's it's such a contrast to the main roster shit. It's like, you know Vince McMahon does not even concern himself with it whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like it. I don't know how I don't know how he could, and then not fucking ruin something. <laughs> yeah, because we all know he likes to book for himself and not for anyone else, which is why he does shit. 
the way he does it on the main roster, and it would be apparent as fuck. I mean, it's apparent anyway because, like we mentioned, Bobby Roode or whoever else goes call up to the main roster, and then you you see the character has less is less exciting. There's less motivation. The character is simplified to the point where it's detrimental. And yeah, it's clear he just. Like when it came to Bobby Roode, he just wanted to see him say glorious all the time and do the pose. And so that's what we get. <laughs> Boring. Anyways. <laughs> well, I hope our, our episode here of Space Suplex was not boring. And uh, you got some enjoyment out of it. And me ragging on rich people and shit. And talking about great NXT stuff. Um, so I hope you'll join us next time, whenever the hell that is. Um and uh, yeah, so uh, you can, at at uh, I'm terrible with this right now. You want to take over? That's very good, Matt. It's very good. So uh, you, can, <laughs> you can catch our our uh, what's a heartarchive.wordpress.com. That's correct. That's that's where you're gonna catch the uh, the listings for all the archived podcasts that we have of this the space suplex podcast and also of our video game podcast the heart of Saga podcast you can check that out too you probably already know that because Sorry. if you're subscribed yeah. it's on the same feed so that's there you right. go um and also uh very convenient you can, you, that's right and you can check out uh the twitter for the podcast it's at space suplex and heart and Sagi podcast that's also on twitter at heart and Sagi. And then we also have me. I'm on there too. You? Where? I am. Where are you? I'm at? on Twitter. Where? Usagi704. You can do that. Matt, Damn. you're on there too. You got Heart Knight. I do? H A R T K I K N I G H T. That is a thing. You do this. Oh, amazing. I see you there all the time. What else do I do? Do I do anything else? Because I'm really out of the loop of what I do. Oh, you you do. We're also on Instagram now, so we check us out. Uh, just put underscores in the appropriate places where the syllables begin and end. So in the middle. That's <laughs> in what the I think. middle. I don't know. Anyway, I'll say it. it's a heart underscore night, and I'm Usagi's underscore seven zero four because a Japanese woman that doesn't use her account took my non underscored version of my name on there, so yeah, I had well, to add it. No, no one took. No one took mine. I just, for some reason, couldn't use it. That's really weird. I know. Yeah, just like that one account that I tried to go to, and it was blank for a long time until, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so and also, there. I have my own blog as well on Words, WordPress. It's uh, just wordpress.com. You go there for my uh, Melter-esque ratings on these <laughs> matches. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, That's this has been the Space Suplex podcast. Bye.